Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, Women-Led Businesses. We will be trying to bring to you ideas that have actually turned into businesses, full-fledged businesses, some as side hustles and some as, you know, just in the beginning stage. They're all going to be led by women and uh, we're going to bring to you the founders. Hopefully, all of them would be the founders themselves or somebody on the team. Today, we are having Shika Lakani, who is known to the corporate world as a business analyst, a data analyst. She's an expert in managing uh, right now. She's a, she's a manager at Carrot Lane, which is a Tanishq partnership. Um, I think... We met for the first time for the meetup at Women in Machine Learning and Data Science. Uh, Shika is also the Mumbai chapter lead for WMLDS. And when I started WITS Mumbai, I was looking for collaborators to increase participants, to get speakers and so on. And that's when we first met. So I think... Uh, I think you had come for our 2019 conference too as uh and uh i think <laughs> it seems like a made like ages ago right gosh so thank you thank you so much for here uh accepting for being here with us for accepting my invite and uh thank you for joining us yeah thank you thank you so much for having me here yeah So Shikha, to start off, to like, so you have been a manager and an analyst and, and whatnot. So tell us this: How have these different job roles helped you in your entire journey of creating a company? And now you've expanded to start selling products of your own, art supplies. Um, I mean, you. You've done so much, you've grown so much. How have your job, day, day job roles helped you? The reason I ask this is because a lot of the students within the communities that have that have created and been a part of, they are always confused on what roles to go for. And there are a plethora of them, obviously, from data engineer to data scientist or you know, everybody's confused on what is the best role to choose and, you know, what should I go for? So I think I would like to hear how did your roles actually help you in your startup? Yeah, I think it's about choices depending on what you want to do. I think um, I didn't, I was going with what I liked, but I, I think I realized over a period of time because I was just going with the flow of what looked interesting for me to like dig my head into always somehow it's all come together. Uh, but of course, what you would do would be different. Like you said, the data science, I was doing it for a period of time because I was very curious. And at that point in time, I thought I wanted to be a data scientist. Um, so I tried, of course, making a few small machine learning algorithms as well myself with some random data sets online and tried a few things. But I realized I, I don't have the patience to actually day and night be coding and making uh, you know, algorithms, I, I, I liked understanding, it was very fascinating that you can do all of this with it, and to have an understanding of how it works. Um, but yeah, if maybe somebody is looking to actually advance in it, then maybe working in companies, 
where they do the core role is important so i guess to keep understanding what are you even looking for is important this worked out well from i think a business point of view that's your thought then i think smaller companies where you can have a more holistic view helps because in larger companies you don't even know what the other like within your own department you don't know what everybody does and and for the longest it takes you a very long time till you sit in the meetings in which the senior staff sits you know so you're always giving your reports even at a manager level you might be giving your reports to the senior people and you don't go to that meeting um, but here they will take you you know to all of the meetings that they sit in so that that definitely sort of broadens your understanding of how they're questioning things and understanding which levers they want to work with in the business as well So Shrika, um, I met you uh, from the Women in Data Science um, and Machine Learning, and you were the head of WMLDS Mumbai chapter, and you have now started this business, which is in art. So there are two different roles altogether. So did anybody in your family um, ask you why did you start this, or did anybody mock the idea initially? Uh, or was everybody really supportive in your family and your colleagues? Maybe did anybody belittle the idea, or was everybody supportive? How did it go? I I honestly don't know if I've had a few friends. I don't know about my family to be honest. Um, maybe some relatives also. Now that I'm thinking, um, uh, but I I'll tell two parts to this. You know about mocking. One part was I still have days where there's an internal dialogue of mocking myself. I think that happens. So I'll tell where this comes from. Also, right? Typically, being Indians, mathematics and science is considered good. So I was always doing what was considered what people look up to, right? Um, so I was doing science and I took up engineering and doing all the things that when you tell someone I did engineering, even though I did nothing in college, right? But when you say I'm an engineer, there's a lot of respect for it, right? But when you say someone, hey, I'm going out there and teaching some people art, it's like okay, whatever. So there's this. the silly way of looking at it um that tends to happen um and so there was a lot of that internal dialogue myself also so even the slightest sort of a nudge from someone saying that they don't believe that this is not a real thing would take a toll in terms of the fact that oh am i doing something that's not a real thing because i could look at people globally who were making something real out of what they were doing but you know my own internal dialogue so i realize a lot of people don't take it seriously um and you need to have that conviction in yourself you know like on those days that like, why do i do this what do i see in it and to sort of back it up because you will not find a lot of people supporting it like um that's one thing like close family in my case at least my parents do of course with the fact that you know you need to do your job till something is real out of this but they genuinely appreciate what i do you know so at least there's not like a doubt in you and stuff but you know keep the stable thing as well that sort of a thing but with other people like i i do think there's there's judgment because it's not i don't know tech or something mainstream that they think is what you know society thinks is good so that can be a bit of thing and um, i also think another thing that tends to happen is um like a lot of friends and everybody i'm not sure how many people want to support you i feel like strangers want to support you more than the closest people so It, you know if even if you're doing a workshop or whatever they'd rather go to some other person than to yours because why would i give the money to this person so there's a lot of all of that that you know that's playing in the back of people's mind so the whole thing of let's support um i think it's 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 best to not sort of have that that hope from people they're not going to 
um, more often than not. There might be a few, but largely, I think people are like waiting to see where you fall, and and they're happy to rather see that. Um, so it can be, I think, like your own sort of lo- own journey to doing things. I guess in my case, the only good thing is like my family is is fairly sort of encouraging and supporting of it, and it's not like they're against anything that I'm doing. But otherwise, by large, it's a lot of internal dialogue of am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing or is this the right thing? Does it have an opportunity? There's no answer to anything that you're doing. Actually speaking, it's just very vague, right? Like a job has very clear answers. So, if I were to ask you, um, uh, regarding failures, like you know, was was your first workshop a success or a failure? Did you remember how many people showed up? How was the experience hosting it for the first time? Academically good student, you've actually never failed in life, right? And so you've never done things where you really fail. And then even with job, like I would get the job. If you don't get the job exactly also that you're trying for, but you tried for four and you got one and you got a decent paycheck. So I was always doing fine. Like in the sense that I'm still climbing upward. I was never falling right down to the floor at any point in time. And so the first few times when people didn't turn up at the workshop or something went wrong, it was personal for me because it was like I failed, right? It wasn't like I'm trying. And then like it would literally be a pep talk of five people telling that, you know what, you're trying. So that itself counts, even if, you know, things don't work out the way you want. Um, and it's definitely made me a lot more resilient to think now that it's been like a year and a half. Like nowadays, if a workshop has less signups, it's, it's the mind's already thinking, what else can I do and what's sort of failed and, and, you know, moving from there. But earlier, I would just be down in the dumps for two days trying to register the fact that I've actually failed at what I was trying to do. So, yeah, so the first workshop was great, but the ones after that were not as good. Like, yeah, there's a lot of empty spots in there. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your research like for creator? Like, did you spend months uh, finding out what would be the best approach to doing it or be it like what classes to take or what kind of materials to should I supply? What was your research methods like? Did you ask people or did you have anyone to guide you for that research? I do know a very vague idea of the fact that at that point in time, globally people were also looking for experiential things which we I think know even with India the entire generation looks for more experiential things to do Uh, and there's of course now a set of Indian population that's got more money to dispose which is why something like this even works along with the fact that yes people are looking for something different to do on the weekends because otherwise all you have is restaurants so you know it's an avenue to do something different and experiential which was what I had a vague idea of Um, uh, but I would not say that I was into a lot of heavy research I've kind of tried this path of you know researching a lot um and I've done a lot of research in the process in the middle like now that we're not just doing events but we're launching um you know our own set of products in in the art material line and we're also looking into you know courses and things like that often I've realized the answers that I get what people want to pay for or they want us to bring you don't always have people paying for it when you bring it and sometimes there's nobody who's filling up your survey form saying they want it at that point, but then later they are buyers for it. So um, I don't know if it's always the right way to look at it, but briefly, you know, I understand that today in India, people do have a disposable income. There is an understanding that people are looking for experiential avenues and it sort of fits into that. So very broadly, but I think the rest of it, you sort of understand um, as you go as well. Yeah. 
So how did you zero down on to what do you want to sell? Like I understand that the workshops were a great uh, way to teach people art, but when it came to selling and expanding your business, um, how did you decide that you want to sell glitters or resin? I've seen a bunch of things on your Instagram page, create out. Um, there are a lot of goodies in your boxes. So how did you find finally decide that this is what I'm going to be selling to you? Participants from the workshops ask for them or did you feel the, 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 the need to supply them? Um, one of the things, so we're just about to launch it probably in another 10 days time and we've been working on it for the last three, four months. Uh, so with the art supplies, actually where it began was the fact that we started with just resin art supplies as the thought process uh, because it was a huge craze. And what we realized was there was just one player in the market charging like a premium, like really, really high price uh, because of the fact that, you know, there was more demand, but there was no competition. And so we sort of realized that, you know, Camlin and stuff has the mainstream products, but this was one thing that we realized at that point because even we were sourcing and realizing it's so expensive. Um, and then along the lines, I sort of realized something I knew all along the way, because every time I was in India and I get a lot of my art supplies actually from outside, because a lot of the premium art supplies are not available here. And if I buy them in India, they're really, really expensive. So I realized that this has been a problem. So Camlin and all have only the mainstream products. But nowadays, there's a whole set of people who are really exploring more than the basic, simple color pencils and watercolors. Right. And that is not easily available with the big brands. So it's extremely expensive for you to purchase it. And the only brands that you tend to have is, is um, you know, the, the imported brands. And so what we thought with this is also to make it more accessible and to make it more affordable where we're looking for also, you know, um, sourcing it within India and how we can get it done over here uh, so that the price comes down and it's also available for people to take. So that was sort of the idea from there. It began with us itself looking for, you know, better options because people were just like, it's so expensive, you know, we can't afford to do this. And along the lines, we figured there's so much more that you just don't get um, at a good price. Um, and also, you know, the idea is to have bulk packs and slightly bigger quantities so that you can get it at an affordable rate versus buying everything in really small quantities that gets expensive. So we're looking at what's the best way to sort of supply it at a good price for people. So uh, you mentioned starting a course and um, like for people like me, if I was to uh, call myself I, I, I'm like I'm not an artist but I like sketching and uh, I mean are you planning to launch a course for beginners as well or uh, is it designed only for people who do this on a regular basis I think that would be worth considering maybe because that's not what I was thinking at least the way we were looking at it is a lot of non-artist people join our one-day workshops because we keep it very very basic um, and such that anybody should be able to create and what the idea was, you know, over time now that we have, we have a WhatsApp community um, and we have a, a Facebook group community as well. And so we have a lot of people who are sort of artists doing it more regularly, maybe not monetizing it, but they basically paint regularly. So I'll still call them artists. And of course, some people who also are monetizing what they do and selling and maybe doing workshops as well. Um, 
so we sort of one is we realized these people look for supplies because we'd have all these questions about where do i get this and where do we get that so that was one thing that we realized we have a set of people who are a part of all of these communities who also wanted the second is these people kind of want to um learn how to do something right from the techniques to make it of course and then of course how do you sell it as well so there's the whole thing of how do i do my branding and how do i online sell and and with the whole um, online thing everybody knows okay i've got to put up a reel and i've got to put up an instagram photo and but the digital world is not as easy as that to sort of um, make money in right and so the complexities of what else they need to do you know they're going and just pressing a promote because they don't know how to actually look at how your ads run and to bring that perspective is what i realized because some people actually had those questions as well how do i price my work how do i you know run my ads correctly how do i get reach they don't get the visuals part of things so the idea was to bring on courses in the sense that we can actually empower them to generate income out of what they're doing by end to end covering not just the art aspect but the business aspect of how to go across things as well so at least that was what i was looking but maybe we can look at some beginner courses as well if there are people looking for it <laughs> Oh, that's really nice. You were telling them about how to sell their own craft works. That is amazing. I don't think I've ever heard anybody do that. So, how do you do this? Like, I mean, do you have somebody on your team who knows the business part of it, or have you done an MBA? What is? How do you do this? Yeah. Now this is the part where at least my dad's family would be very ashamed. Okay, I'm not done an MBA, <laughs> and I am. the only person out of i think all my cousins maybe my brother might follow because i told him as well don't spend money on it but anyway um uh, the only person who's done not a masters degree has not done a masters degree um so i haven't done one um i plan to so i did give my gmat and everything and and somewhere along the lines i don't know my mind changed i think like the knowledge of these things for me has just come from working this whole set of years Uh, and while i sort of started out on the tech front when i was at idea cellular along the lines i worked at literally a nascent state startup and then a mid size and now a you know a mid size company again but i the fact that i didn't work with very very large companies and where i worked directly with top management by the choices that i made um i would not just have a view of what i do but i would always get a very holistic view of what is happening in the company as a whole across all divisions because i would be sitting in the meetings where the top management also sits by working with them and so i think that has really really sort of helped um that choice that transition of not choosing to go with the big companies um helped in this aspect at least if you know if i'm doing my own thing to have more perspective of what the ops person does and what's the kind of reports that they look at and what do they optimize and then again what does the person on you know the sales front optimize and what does the person on a marketing front optimize so and and i also because i worked in the business and analyst roles as well since they tend to give reports and an overview for the top management initially as well you end up looking at holistically what all is he looking at to make the decisions he is making um so i think that has that has definitely um helped in in the understanding that i've had over the years i think so yeah not an mba yeah <laughs> so uh, you mentioned camlin uh, but do you have any other competitors in mind like whom do you have to uh, you know compete against for your selling and being unique you know how do you visualize create out to be that unique product so i think there's competitors doing something in every area 
because there are people like there's there's itsy bitsy as well that does art materials as smaller other people who do certain kind of art materials um there's for workshops there there's bombay drawing room there's 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 a few other brands bombay drawing room is the most known brand but there's couple of others as well who do it um and again for courses for courses again i'm not sure because you have a lot of these at least international platforms that have become famous which is where i found the gap so you have things like um domestica today and then you've got skillshare again which is a large platform and what they do is they have these 20 minute snippets so you can learn a small painting or something but you don't get the end to end and um i assume there's obviously a market for it which is where they are but the hobbyists want to do it uh but personally at some point when i was itself looking at you know how do people just make complete cosmetics i was researching at some point in time and i could only find brands yeah this was before i did create out but anyway so at that point i was looking at understanding uh, natural cosmetics and so uh i was looking for courses to do and i figured there were no courses that i could find based in india i found a lot of international sites that were completely in depth right from what i said you know how do you brand this how do you position it how do you handhold them to actually take it somewhere not just like a class where i taught you five things but i taught you how to understand the depths of it um to find those kind of things in india at least i found difficult i still found some courses but i felt there was potential to be doing this in complete incompleteness you know um and and so that again i'm not sure who's a competitor in india at least and and the international brands are all doing it in short so there might be someone i don't know for all i know uh but i haven't found someone the way i visualize it should it should you know be done completely as well and i think um my experience with the digital domain i think i can add a lot of value in terms of you know um how to go across things and not just be posting pictures or randomly promoting a thing and wasting your money um yeah in actually taking what you're doing higher than yeah good and now i'm curious is create out like an escape from your 9 to 5 or do you like managing the two uh equally do you have a passion for work and for create out both because i seem to be amazed at how you do this together how do you balance both and life so how 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 you doing it it is in some ways but that does give me my bread and butter and i do this because that gives me the money to be able to do this on the side so far and make the investments um it's difficult to be honest i think i found days when i've googled myself how do you manage a day job <laughs> trying to do a side business literally on my way to work really stressed and you know calling up a friend and saying i feel like quitting but you know i don't know if i can take that risk sort of a thing so it's um it's difficult for sure um i don't know what the answer to it is i guess i don't have a life is one from perspective of other people you know <laughs> so in fact just right now before i kind of got on this call my brother is like can we go out for dinner and i'm like no because after this i'm going to do office work because i've been doing the other work the entire day so he's like at 9 o'clock at 10 o'clock i'm like no not even at 10 o'clock because i need to wake up the next day morning to again balance the things that i need to finish for both sides um 
so in that sense i think i i don't have much of a life the only good thing is with the lockdown nobody could go out so now people couldn't harass me that i don't go out and i don't come and i don't meet because you had to stay at home okay so this was great like for for 6 months nobody was like are you're never free you never come are you have to come all of that stuff that you know you have to say no and yes um but i'm i'm quite introverted and i like a lot of alone time to be honest so for me i guess and i enjoy this also um a lot i think i, I don't find it sort of tiring to need a break um so i guess in that sense it has helped maybe maybe if i didn't it would have felt like it but i think i've been taking like no holidays and working literally 7 days a week and, and it's been good apart from days when i'm tired of course and i'm doing nothing <laughs> what are your challenges shrika like you know running these the crafty nibbles and create out what do you call a challenge in this in this case is it creating content or what is it and how do you manage them to any side hustler how would you, what would be your two sense of advice um i think at a point it became a challenge and which it is still so i think it it's a challenge to myself to be like i can like you know actually um find the answer to what i'm doing wrong and to consistently improve and and so now today when something fails at that point i would sit in the dumps thinking i am a failure but today the dialogue has changed today the dialogue is i didn't do something right so i figure the three things that i am not doing and another thing i realize like with jobs right you can do 70% of the work but you can get 100% of your paycheck so there could be 3 weeks where you didn't do a lot of good work but your paycheck is in full right but in when you're doing your own thing if you slacked for 2 weeks you see that in your face especially when you're so nascent because you have no base right so i'm not doing the right work and so initially you can feel bad that oh no one paid and nobody turned up and you know it's not working but when you sit with the truth the truth is did i do everything i could have and the answer potentially will turn out to be no because there is somebody who's doing that much more and giving that much self themselves right? so it's quite competitive so i think now the dialogue is where i can sit with myself and be honest and be like you know what you've not done three things that you decided to do because you chill and so you taking the brunt of it and so you know pull your socks up and stay up till late or work the weekend and make that happen basically and i think when you put in the work um you will see some result for sure you'll learn something along the way so i think it's just um yeah i think it's become a challenge and i enjoy the game i think of it as well so during the pandemic uh, did you have a lot more attendees for your workshops um or uh, and like how is the pandemic in general are you like one of those people who sees it as a blessing or did it affect your sales um what was the turnout like this and actually make something out of you know a creative pursuit uh, for them works because it's flexible and it it has you know the course is obviously spread over 3 4 months so you know to keep doing in person in fact can be quite inconvenient it's, it's much easier to you know have an online course and have doubt clearing sessions and submitting your coursework but for these 2 hour workshops that we do a lot of the people are not artists like i said it, it's more experiential you know at least 70% of the crowd is coming for an experience and 30% maybe they are artists just looking to try something new but when it's experiential i think it hampers it because it it's not as interactive you know like if you have 
a session where let's say you happen to have less people that signed up then in fact it's interactive for people right so if there are three people great you can all know each other but if at all you have even 10 people everybody needs to go on mute so there there's very little interaction apart from their doubts and um, also video nobody seems to have bandwidth ever the net is always bad so everybody's video is off and you're practically teaching to a black screen so <laughs> the first couple of sessions was so weird because i felt so awkward like i don't know if someone's listening like i can't see your face i don't know who i'm talking to um it's so strange i think now it's been for so long that i've gotten used to this being the way and everybody else has also gotten used to it because they've all taken a workshop or two um so nobody complains i think initially everybody was awkward and they're like when will the offline begin because we're going to wait for the offline till i think they realize they don't think there's an offline so we might as well do the online um so definitely i think experience wise it does sort of hamper but i've had a lot of people who joined and ended up joining for multiple workshops and one of the things that they told me was that they knew about the workshops even before but because of work and because of the commute um they could never join in and now that they were home they actually ended up taking like you know four five sessions because it was so convenient so i think somewhere there was something that you lost but somewhere people had the time on hands and you know that's really helped a lot of people as well you know yeah oh hey you mentioned we uh, so do you have like a team working for you um did you hire people for every function i don't have a founder but i have like uh people working with me on let's say the packaging or the product or the social media so you know there's this bunch of us working together on it but otherwise i mean it's not like i have a co-founder or a partner on on board yeah um one thing i forgot to ask was like when crafty nibbles was started um was it your participants of your workshops that asked for the supplies or uh, did you always plan to start crafty nibbles right from the start how did that uh, idea start yeah so we would send the materials to them but at the end of every workshop they didn't know where to buy it from so it was always like where do we get this from and where do we get that from and oh this is so expensive to buy is there another alternative to it you know that sort of a thing so we any which way since the workshops were online were supplying materials but they wanted to know where they can replenish it from um so you know along the lines now we figured that you know we can internally also use it for our workshops and at the same time have it available for everybody else also to be you know utilizing um so yeah that's the idea yeah wow so i just realized um you know as you are helping people learn how to create art and you're giving them the supplies for it and then you're also teaching them how to sell it um so that they can start their own businesses it's like a chain and that's amazing so that's i mean it's been really nice listening to you and all of the wonderful things you've been doing uh on the side along with the job so hats off to you man uh, really good job i mean i'm really happy we had this conversation and thank you so much for joining us once again all wishing you all the best for uh your upcoming days at create out you know i hope to see it expand into a larger scale businesses hope you beat all of your competitors and you know get a lot of people to be creative and and create a hard out thank you for joining us
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah.